episode of the Latino Nerd Order podcast. I am Felipe, the head nerd. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fantastic. It is Monday following a week of wrestling. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about Beach Bash, but I would obviously like to state the obvious. Uh, the Royal Rumble happened. It was a very, very bad pay-per-view. Not going to dive into it too much. Uh, for me, something that really cool that happened was that Bad Bunny made an appearance, spoiled by a social media post beforehand. But nonetheless, he did come out, had a really good, had some really good spots, and then I believe he might be working a program with Sheamus come WrestleMania. Uh, probably won't go. If Bad Bunny's there though, that might be a little different. So who knows? But shout out to San Benito and everyone else that participated in the Rumble. Uh, the men's was very lackluster, and the women's was okay, but some overall very predictable performances and very predictable results. But going on to th- some good stuff, uh, AW Beach Bash, so they always do these miniature shows before, during, between their big pay-per-views, and I absolutely love it. These shows are essentially free pay-per-views. Um, and this one was really, really stacked. They had some really good matches on this show. And uh, we're kind of just kind of break the show down in order for you guys. And then we'll kind of just talk about the matches and, and overall the most important things to me. Uh, but the show started off with uh, the Cody Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara for the undisputed TNT title. Obviously, this match was just very interesting. I'm not a huge Cody fan, but overall, I do think they were able to kind of give us a really good match. Honestly, it got five stars uh, from uh, Dave Meltzer, which not a lot of matches nowadays do. Uh, I know if I know Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega match had I think pretty close to five stars if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I know, uh, and then you in the the five star matches you have the likes of. Um, you know, you have the likes of uh, the Okada and the Kennys. You have the um, just overall insane matches that are very, very awesome. But anyways, uh, this match was a ladder match to determine the winner for the TNT title. Uh, some really good spots, uh, a lot of nasty spots. And uh, I would like to say that Sammy Guevara had his breaking out moment in this match. He delivered a cutter off the top rope uh, springboarded off the top rope onto the top of the ladder over Cody and, and gave him a cutter from the top um, honestly that was very reminiscent of Jeff Hardy and uh, Edge Wrestlemania 17 overall really good match uh, Cody keeps teasing the heel turn I don't know if we're gonna get it you would think so man I don't know this is a very interesting uh, dilemma here uh, the match happened and there's a crossroads they keep teasing teasing the fact that uh, Scorpio Sky will eventually get a shot at this at, at, at the winner of this match but um, who knows man there was a spot where they both hung at the hung at the top and the ladder kind of fell over and that was they were pretty high up there that was uh, a little concerning as a fan to watch that happen because those guys were really, really, really high up. And overall, the match delivered. Uh, my favorite thing of the match was a Shawn Michaels tribute that 
So if you guys watch, I believe it was 2001 SummerSlam, uh, Shawn Michaels, HBK versus Triple H. There is a spot where he kind of does the I'm crazy sign to himself and then jumps off the ladder through a table. He gives him the elbow. Uh, Sammy did this too, which I, in my opinion, I believe it is a direct um, tribute to that amazing street fight that we had in uh, SummerSlam. Um, but I could be wrong. But either way, uh, that match happened. The victory, the victory went to Sammy Guevara, obviously. Now the undisputed TNT champion. The next match was actually not really a match. Um, so the story with Wardlow, very, very interesting in the sense that he has a very... So not to not to give myself props, but I'm going to give myself props. Uh, I have always said that his, his rise has always kind of reminded me of the rise of... The rise of um, Batista and Evolution and that run has a very, 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 very similar uh, type of payoff. It seems, except the teases of this of this are just so much more in your face, and you're not expecting it. And it's really, really awesome and kind of crazy to see sometimes. But Wardlow comes in, squashes a guy in his hometown. Huge, massive pop for him get another tease of another turn doesn't happen and that's that uh the next match was the inner circle versus 2.0 and daniel garcia uh before we talk about this match uh i don't know how many of my listeners keep up with pro wrestling gorilla but they recently had their big inaugural tournament i want to say inaugural but their big yearly tournament um and daniel garcia is the 2021 battle of los angeles or bola champion and that is awesome that is huge huge things those guys are in the likes of uh the kenny omegas the davy richards the just really amazing wrestlers that have won that tournament um from the likes of zack saber jr chris hero mike bailey just to name a few, Kenny Omega, El Generico, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Zack Sabre Jr., Bandito was the most recent winner before Daniel Garcia. Obviously, they didn't have it for two years in a row because of COVID, but they were able to host it. And from what I've seen, that, those matches were really, really awesome. Uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla has been around for a while. A lot of the guys in AEW and in the NXT developmental or that were in the black and gold brand, I should say, um, were definitely part of that awesome uprising in PWG. And I discovered PWG after I discovered uh, a lot of these guys in their prime time prom- promotions, I would say. Um, and that's okay. That's completely fine. That stuff happens. And um, if you guys haven't been familiar with Pro Wrestling Gorilla, please go check it out. It is um, just amazing, amazing promotion, amazing stuff. Um, a lot of their matches were held in a really, really cool BFW hall that is now, unfortunately, I think it's been uh, demolished. But that's that goes with that goes with the territory. But now they're doing them in a really awesome theater. I think one of my buddies got to go to that show. Or not the Bola show, but a show beforehand, and um, they had this tournament had P 
people from GCW, people from AEW, and all kinds of stuff. But moving on. Inner Circle versus Daniel Garcia in 2.0. They've been teasing a split between Jericho and the Inner Circle for a while now. And I believe it should have happened a long time ago. Uh, I'm not necessarily a big fan of Jericho, but I would like a Pride and Powerful Tag Team Championship run. I believe they've been hugely, hugely misunderutilized in this promotion, um, along with a few other wrestlers, but I'll kind of touch points on that later. Um, But yeah, uh, this match was very, very basic, uh, very, very simple. The match, uh, the winners were the inner circle, kind of continuing that story of Pride and Powerful and Jericho. They won because Jericho hit them with uh, the Judas effect. Not sure what that means for the story, but I'm super interested to see where this goes. Um, I do really want them to turn on Jericho and join with and join uh, forces with Eddie Kingston. So if that happens, I will be one happy person. Uh, Eddie Kingston, one of my favorite wrestlers. Again, I definitely think he is another person that has has been really, really un, un been underutilized in this promotion. Um, so hopefully they do something with him. He's been in some really awesome programs. He gave me my most favorite, uh, CM Punk match so far. So we'll see what happens, but that has been really, really awesome to see. And then obviously you have, uh, private party and Jurassic Express kind of being teased, uh, for Friday night rampage. And uh, that match was really awesome on rampage. I did watch rampage, but I'm not going to do a show about it. Um, then they go to CM Punk cuts a promo. He is dressed up to fight challenges mjf of course so they've been having kind of a prolonged uh, rivalry so far and i believe that we may get the um the culmination of uh wardlow maybe turning due to punk or something like that i do think that that is going to happen this wednesday uh this episode's coming out on a monday the monday after the after the beach bash episode but it would be kind of cool man uh i don't necessarily think cm punk needs a heater but i do think that the Wardlow turn would benefit from MJF losing to Punk. MJF kind of losing to school. And then, boom, we get it in a big city like Chicago. And usually where, where those shows are has a pretty good turnout normally. Uh, CM Punk and MJF agree to a match in Chicago. MJF kind of goes to uh, a low blow place. He always does this. Um, he did it with Brian Pillman Jr. He's done it with Darby. And now he's doing it with CM Punk, where he kind of took a, a, a low shot. He mentioned um, the very famous uh, podcast that he did with Colt Cabana, his ex-friend, uh, and then also mentioned the court case. So for those who don't know, CM Punk and Colt Cabana had a court case. I won't get into the legals. If you want to look if you want to look it up, it's on YouTube or it's on Google. Um but yeah, he mentioned the case, and then the Pinnacle kind of came back and attacked Punk. They do yet another Wardlow tease, and then we get this really cool image of... So if you guys aren't familiar with CM Punk, he uh, was an indie wrestler before, got signed to the WWE, had a very historic run as the WWE champion there, kind of creating the change uh, of the indie guys, right? Like, like thanks to CM Punk, the indie guys were allowed to... Uh, be looked at 
championship material. Obviously, the WWE, known for big guys, the 80s aesthetics, big guys, bulky guys as champions. Um, CM Punk kind of came in and changed that. Yes, you have your Shawn Michaels and stuff like that, but there was a really, really rare cases where other people would become champions like that. But CM Punk kind of took over. That led to him cutting the infamous pipe bomb promo. So at the end of this, we get a really cool image of MJF sitting on top of a beaten and battered CM Punk. The same way he cut the promo. And then the next segment happens. There is a pretty cool, awesome uh, segment that they call the airing their grievances. Uh, Anthony Bowens and the acclaimed kind of go into that. Apparently, he cuts a promo on Moxley. We get Moxley versus Bowens on Rampage, which was a really, really, really good match. I was I was really awesome with how... I was really stoked with how awesome John Moxley made Anthony Bowens look. And Moxley's a big-time guy, one of the biggest guys in AEW. So for him to do that for a, a, a lower talent... I don't want to say lower, but we'll just say mid-card, upper mid-card in my opinion... Um, Bowens look like a star, so who who knows what's gonna happen there? Hopefully the acclaim kind of picks up some steam. Then that match uh, on Rampage actually gave us the second tease of uh, potential John Moxley versus Brian Danielson rivalry. Which, if you know me, take my money, sign me up right now because that. It is a ridiculous match that they're gonna beat the shit out of each other. So I want that match as much as as much as every AEW fans wants it. So if any of those AEW guys or AEW marks are listening to this podcast, which I hope you are, uh, drop a comment, tag us, and 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 let us know if you would like to see John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. Then the next match on the show is uh, Layla Hirsch versus Red Velvet. Uh, kind of back and forth match overall really good match Layla wins with a really nice submission hold overall I like the I like the heel run that Layla's having right now uh, she's very 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 talented uh, wrestler also I believe she's a UFC fighter or was a former UFC fighter correct me if I'm wrong listeners but that's from that's from what I know then we get a Malachi Black promo and uh, Brody King. They kind of talk about uh, Pac again. And I am in the believance or I'm in the belief or I am in the in the thought of this is what I think is going to happen. I think Pac will eventually turn on Penta when Phoenix comes back at some point and then uh, will eventually get a House of Black with Pac with Pac joining, Pac, Pac, whatever, uh, joining the likes of uh, Brody King and uh, Malachi Black. Obviously, I think he fits that faction better than he fits uh, El Triangulo de la Muerte, but who knows? I would love to see that happen. They're actually having a match uh, in a few days on Dynamite, so I would definitely watch that if I were you guys. We get the confirmation that the match is going to happen, and then we also get... Uh, a segment where Bake, uh, Britt Baker kind of talks about her accomplishments. They have a table set out with all her awards from Pro Wrestling Illustrated and a bunch of other pro wrestling magazines that have kind of named her a... Uh, she was named Pro Wrestling Illustrated Best Female Wrestler of the Year. 
Really awesome promo. They're in Cleveland, so of course she takes a shot at Baker Mayfield, saying I'm the only Baker that has brought a championship to this town. Gets a massive boo from the crowd. Obviously very heel, very, very awesome thing that I saw. Um, I'm really high on uh, Britt Baker, but I'm going to be real honest with you guys. Uh, this is what we're here for. Honesty in the podcast. Um, I wish they would bring... I wish instead of signing more male talent, they focus on the female side and kind of revamp that whole female division to... Uh, excuse me, women's division to give her some great matches. She's had some great matches, but I think she just needs a little bit more talent on, on, uh, on the side to fight. Not saying that the women she has fought aren't talented, but there's definitely some uh, lackluster stars on that side that could use some improvement. But overall, the women's division is getting better every week on Dynamite, and I'm a huge fan of that. Um, don't get me wrong. I know it sounds like I'm shitting on the women's division, but I'm not. They are one of the very few divisions in AEW that are slightly behind. And I feel like if they focus on signing more women talent than they did a male talent, then the women's division could very easily well top the very, very stacked individual men's uh, division, which I believe that will happen one day as long as they're signing the right talent and putting the right matches together, which AEW doesn't really seem to have an issue with that. Then we get to the main event. The main event, the the end to the rivalry of Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole in a lights out match. Now, if you guys don't remember the last lights out match we had was Kenny and Moxley. Kenny Omega and John Moxley, which ended really, really, really fucking wild. Um, I believe there was a women's lights out match, if I'm not mistaken, um, but I may be wrong on that one. And if I am, I'll take that L. Um, they've been having, obviously, issues back and forth between both of them. Um, we all know Orange Cassidy is a great wrestler. We all know Adam Cole is a fucking phenomenal wrestler as well. So this match was uh, fucking awesome. There were so many brutal spots. They kind of went at it. Uh, and then there's a spot <laughs> where Adam Cole is reaching for a chair the chair seems to kind of give him some some kind of battle to kind of bring it back or take it out and for some reason he's not a, he he he's not able to pull the fucking chair out without having to pull Danhausen out that's right Danhausen has officially signed with all elite wrestling very nice very evil Danhausen is now all elite and it's pretty crazy because his he's not your typical AEW signing, but I love the fact that he was introduced and debuted as one of Orange Cassidy's friends. Um, if you're not familiar with Danhausen, please become familiar with Danhausen. He's about to take over the world, and I'm so excited for him. There couldn't think of a more deserving person and more deserving wrestler to debut. There's a bunch of run-ins in this match. There's a Jung Young Bucks run-in, and there's a Rapungi Vice run-in, which, if you know me, I'm a big sucker for Rapungi Vice. I've seen them a few times um, in an old wrestling promotion called Wrestle Circus, where I've also seen Sammy wrestle. I've also seen Cody Rhodes wrestle. I've seen Ricochet wrestle. I've seen a lot of the guys that are in AEW wrestle through there, and it's really, really cool to see their growth, especially Sammy, because he became such a staple of that promotion 
But anyways, moving on. The match ends. There's all these run-ins. The match ends with Orange Cassidy taking a big jump off the top of the uh, stage tunnel. And let me tell you when this spot was gnarly. This spot was, was, this spot was fucking nuts and overall really, really kind of took my breath away <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds but that spot was really really awesome and it created some really really compelling stories because now you have adam cole has his first loss on aew he put over he put him over clean and i was not expecting that and you know, you think Adam Cole's not going to, I don't want to say not necessarily lose a match, but um, if anyone can take a loss and it won't necessarily hurt them, it would definitely be uh, Orange Cassidy. And surprisingly, I don't see a big issue with Adam Cole losing as I feel like that match is that match was awesome and it was probably one of my favorites from the overall just the whole show was really awesome and a way to end it with orange cassidy uh beating adam cole clean on tv is just just, just overall and i know i'm repeating myself but i really do feel like that match was really really awesome and I know this was a fast one, guys, uh, so forgive me. But uh, anyways, thank you guys for hanging out with me on this really, really uh, short episode of the AEW Beach Break, Beach Break Review. Dropping us so along with this episode would be our Cobra Kai review with Dave from Heat and Hollowed Out. So stay tuned, guys. We got some more stuff coming. Uh, we're dropping this, and then we'll be dropping a Peacemaker and uh, Book of Boba Fett spoiler review. I have some really awesome guests for those, and uh, you guys stay tuned, stay clean, and stay nerdy, y'all. Talk to you guys later. Bye.